Yes. Just Are so you? Know. Yeah. Are you? Well, I'm Renee and that is Carlo. And the only person that we're missing tonight on The Sport Project is Sasha. He'll be back joining us next week. But boys, welcome to the table and... Congratulations, V, that just got it together for the first time. Yes, you did. So does that mean you're going to fuck absolutely everything else up from here on? Because 100%, I am yeah. 98% champ. <laughs> if you, i tell you what, right, if you can have a flawless show with not a single mistake, don't get a name wrong, don't get a segment wrong, don't get a sport wrong, I will deposit $100 into your sporting account and you can have a bet. How about oh. <laughs> King Key, Chris. King Key. I was waiting for you to say that you were going to utilise your contacts in that alcohol sponsorship that you had over Father's Day and just shoot me a bottle of Habiki whiskey. I'd be down with that. What are you talking about? What sponsorship? (laughs) What sponsorship? Pure blonde. (laughs) Organic. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Organic. Um, We all do have a drink in front of us today because we had some fantastic news. Carlo was missing from our podcast a couple of weeks back uh, because his dad had some pretty drastic news or a pretty Mm. scary phone call coming over from the UK. But Carlo, uh, some great news coming out tonight. Yeah, yeah. My dad went to Portugal, came back, and on the day that he landed, um, was rushed into hospital and put into an induced coma, and um, we, we, you know, we we was worried uh, for a fair bit, and then um, all the tests have come back. It's not a heart issue; it's a pulmonary issue. So he's still having tests, but he's at home and he's and he's well. So um, yeah, thanks uh, to all the support from everyone who's who's given us both in, in the UK and in Australia. It's, it's amazing when when something like that happens, and I kept it quite uh, quite quiet for for mm. obvious reasons. Uh, but everyone came together and everyone found out and everyone just uh, gave some good messages of support. So thank you very much, here's everyone. To you. Here's to you, Alan. If you know well, Alan, he's the life and soul of every party. He's the first one there and he's the last one to leave. And unlike Carlo, he will shout you a drink. So cheers, Alan. <laughs> cheers, Dad. Well, cheers, cheers, cheers. Oh, and it's his birthday tomorrow. Forgot to add that. Oh, oh. Well, now I've got a crack of Chardonnay. He's a Chardonnay drinker. If I'd have known that, I'd have been... <laughs> You'll be wine by the end of the show. He'll drink anything, that, he'll drink anything with wine. I'll well, be, uh, we do have a bit words. to get through. <laughs> we do have a bit to get through today. There's a little bit of sport happening around the NRL. Uh, we've got some stuff happening with the Women's Rugby League, which is kicking off on Saturday as well too. Some huge names have been swooped up from the Aussie Sevens in the Olympic side straight into some of our amazing Roosters and Dragons, Warriors and Broncos as well too. So... Some great chat there. Racing, Chris got a little bit excited on the weekend. I had a great day at the races as well too. I came out evens. That's a, that's a good Results. weekend. I was very happy. I was just like, everyone's like, why are you so excited? I was like, I, I don't care that I'm not up. <laughs> yeah. But I've still got a couple of hundred bucks in my betting account. So thank you. That's, um, that's, that's, how, you should, that's how you should hope. You should only ever hope to yeah. leave the racetrack even. Trust me. Exactly. Yeah. And with even two shoes good. on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm a lady, you know? Um, but, I mean, we, we were sort of speaking about uh, Carlo's poor old man who was in the hospital with his heart, but we did lose a Australian superstar in cricketer in Dean Jones this week as well too. Yes, so, um, unfortunately, he had a heart attack uh, during the week. And, um, Chris, I believe you, you sort of had the story in terms of how Brettley found him. Yeah, and uh, apparently I think Brettley had been out for a run and he came back and he found um, Dean Jones gasping for, for breath and it is somewhat unconscious. So he's, he's reportedly performed CPR and tried to revive him as much as he could, but very, very sadly, at just 56 years old, I think he was, he's uh, been unable to do so. Um, now, the world, the cricket world... Has literally gone crazy saying what a what a gentleman he was and what an absolute charmer he was on and off the cricket field and they wish they had his pizzazz they wish he had the the balls that he had to try the shots that he tried at, at the times that he did and Brettley I found quite bizarre was was on the IPL show maybe the night after and he spoke so calmly and openly and freely like this was an incident that happened a year ago it had happened the day before or a night or two nights before and I, I found that incredibly bizarre but you know everything that's been coming out about Dean Jones has been nothing but positive he's a bit of a legend of the sport and, and of course he leaves behind a, a wife and and two kids or three kids and so he's going to be very very sadly missed in those circles but um uh, rest in peace big man and I hope you're all right mm-hmm. but, you get a lot of stories and uh, a lot of people obviously come out and, and speak about how much of an amazing human they are off the field as well as, you know, we as humans that watch sport, we see what they're like in front of the cameras and, you know, when they've got a bat and ball in hand. But 
It's mm. those stories uh, that, that sort of account off the field. And I, one that I found or stumbled across today was um, one that involved Elton John. <laughs> I'm like, how do these two even cross paths? <laughs> so apparently um, uh, Dean Bolt was at a manager. Bolt, Bolt <laughs> was on anyway. the yellow brick road. That was the path <laughs> that they crossed over. <laughs> um, anyway, so whatever it was, through Dean Jones Management Company, he was basically about to be in a $10 million bit, um, like a deal that was going to bring Manchester United over to play in Australia. And uh, just as he was about to do it, he was over in England and I, I sort of missed the point as to how the hell he ended up on a phone call or in the same room as Elton John, there was some very, there was, it was like a Swiss cheese. There was a lot of holes in the story. But basically Elton said, I'm under strict confidentiality. However, if you could please have a look at this paper that's on my desk. And it was a invite to David Beckham's wedding to Victoria Beckham. And the date just so happened to fall on the time when the Manchester United team were meant to be playing in Australia. Therefore, None of the big stars were going to be playing. And that's what Dean said. He goes, right, so uh, Beckham's definitely not going to be there. And uh, you can imagine that half the, that would be the wedding party. And he goes, yeah. Uh-huh. And so as it happened, he, he basically sold it off. I think Renee Rivkin ended up picking up the deal and uh, Dean saved himself a hell of a lot of money. <sighs> oh, is that, yeah, Alan John and, and David Beckham have been very, very good friends for a long, long time. Yeah, they've, well, they've I can understand so that. As I said, long, it was just that mix between, you know, how Dean John, yeah, he was a character. That was, that was uh, but I tell you what, he was very, like, like you said, Chris, uh, very bold, very, you know, he was out there. He, he didn't very mind forward thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he didn't mind calling people out as well. And um, you know, I think he, he had a great relationship with Alan Border. But it was it was the point that he was so direct. You know, Alan Border would call him out, and they'd have massive arguments. But then, you know, would make up <laughs> in the, uh, about it, five seconds later. But you know, he was he was a card. He lived it life to the edge, and and, and he'll be sorely missed. And you know, any life. Wouldn't uh, you love you know. to be able to have that free flowing freedom of speech in this politically correct twenty twenty, <laughs> where everyone's a Does soft cock and offended by just about everything? Stop it! Uh, you know, just just to bring. Just to bring my level self back down uh, again and just to really de-stress from all the shit that's going on in the world, I sat down and watched Ricky Gervais again, his stand-up comedy <laughs> called Humanity last night. Um, we haven't got to the one to watch just yet, but if you haven't seen Humanity from Ricky Gervais, do yourself a massive favour. Don't be offended. Leave your ego at the door. Just sit down, watch it, have a drink. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. There should be more people like Ricky Gervais. Call I feel as you like see you should it. give that description at the start of our show. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly the same. Sit down, don't be offended. Grab a drink. (laughs) This may not go the way you want it to, however. You can't have a laugh. Mm, Yeah, you can. Yeah, beat it. If you're not going to do that, see you later. Uh, Uh, Well, let's move on to some other things. Well, sorry, go, Chris. No, I was just going to say he called it for, He called it pretty well. He's just really direct and to the point. He says, look, we're all going to die, so let's fucking have a laugh. (laughs) This is what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. Cheers to that. Um, some excitement on the weekend. We were out at Rose Hill. And when I say we, I mean, sorry, Chris, just me. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't get an invite, Chris. That's Don't okay. worry. Oh, you sorry, didn't. Carlo. I just I figured got, that I've you weren't allowed to come up the highway. I've got an 85-inch television there to watch it all on, and I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, one, 85 five inches. Get, 85. Once I can get the wiggles off the TV, I'm going to put it on that. <laughs> I was going to say, good luck trying to get that off all your kids. That's right. The two girls and, the, and Ethan, like, zero chance. But uh, it was actually a really great day, um, and I got to meet uh, the wonderful and infamous, well, he's, you know, he's known in racing worlds, in written form, in TV form, in commentating form, um, in Kenny Callender, and he was brilliant, did not miss a beat. Some of the things he's famous for, if you don't know him, he, uh, he started off as a paper boy back in the day and ended up becoming one of the greatest uh, horse, I guess, journalists within the horse racing world. Uh, he was, he's was he been a private box in Royal Ascot. He's seen Muhammad Ali present uh, a trophy in the racing world. He's uh, broadcast live for Channel 9 on top of the racing, uh, the manure pile. Um, and he used to put some pretty decent bets on for Kerry Packer back in the day as well too. And and then, of course, he got interviewed by me, which was the peak. So, <laughs> <laughs> Any stories, Renee? Did he, did, he, um, did he give you any insight or any, any funny stories that you could share? Yeah, he sort of gave some great stories. I think one was quite funny. Um, you know, Kerry Packer in particular is, is quite a, 
intimidating man and a lot of people are quite, you know, scared of him and whatnot. And he goes, you know what, you, you just always knew where you stood when it came to Kerry and it wasn't <laughs> that he was a, you know, a lark or he wasn't sort of a narky character but because this one day um, it ended up in the paper the next day that a very, very significant bet had been put on by Kerry. Um, and in a paper and so the next day he rocked up uh, to work and Kerry just stared at him and I don't know if anyone's seen any photos of Kerry Packer staring which there's quite a lot of uh, he burns holes through you and about 10 of your descendants in your family <laughs> like um, yeah. he goes just staring at you just like have you been leaking to the paper again about these bets that are coming out? And he's like, no, I don't, but I know where it came from. And he just looked at me, looked at him. He goes, I reckon it would have been about 10 seconds, felt about 10 years. And he goes, I never want to hear it come from you. And then just walked off. He goes, and I think we're sweet. And then just, he goes, and that was it. Um, but it was fine. But, yeah, he sort of sort of, you know, his love of racing, he spoke about, you know, Randwick racing. He used to catch the train to all the races and, um, just the, like images of Randwick where it was just like bunched shoulder to shoulder and some of the most amazing horses. But he still says, hands down, Winx was one of the most brilliant races and horse uh, horses that he's ever seen in his entire career, which spans wow. well, like seven years. So um, I thought that was pretty impressive. You, you kind of look at it and go, oh, we know Winx because that was our generation. But to you yeah. know hear him still say that knowing he's seen so many great ones before him, I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. It is. She's definitely a phenomenal mare. That's one that you. It, it's pretty unlikely you see anything that over the distances that she's won, mm. and the competition and the fields that she's beaten. It's uh, it's it's pretty hard to ever think you'll see a, a something like that again. We thought the same about Black Caviar. She went out unbeaten. Yeah. Frankel yeah. from the UK, similar kind of scenario. A lot of up and coming horses now, which have come with other uh, tickets. But uh, but yeah, Winx is uh, one of the most impressive things you've ever seen. It's the way she did it. It's yeah. it, it just looks effortless, and you know, I I know Huey, and I I asked him countless times. I said, "What is it with her? Why is she so magnificent?" And he said, "Believe it or not, he says she's not the quickest horse I've ever ridden. He says she's not got the longest stride. He says she's not the most comfortable or the most elegant of striders either. He says, but one thing that she does do, she switches the gears pretty quickly, and when you mm. ask her to go, she'll go again. And it's not the fact that her wow. top speed is so much better than everybody else's. It's the fact that she can sustain her top speed for a lot longer than anybody else can, or yeah. any other horse can. But they, says, does, don't they often say that with her?" Um, she kind of does what she wants in terms of like he'll get to a part of the race where he's meant to be holding her back yeah. and then he can just feel it and he's just like, oh, oh fuck, I've got no chance just, holding Yeah, back. he pushes, remember it was called pushing the <laughs> Which board. Which I kind of feel like it's like yeah. Huey when he tries to go out with Chrissy, his wife, like you've got no chance of holding that amazing Irish woman back. <laughs> like, nah, so he was nah, used nah. to it. He was like, yep, sweet, I've got this. <laughs> I, I used to love it how she used to wind him up all the time. Yeah. He, he, he would have to race the next day. She was blind and like shut it here. It was like, yeah. <laughs> I made sure I pointed it out because um, Kenny basically said Huey was one of his favourite jockeys as well too and he pointed so Chrissy was in the room on Saturday he's like you know his wonderful wife's here and I'm like well why we speak about him being her being his wonderful wife Chrissy actually retired undefeated she she was also a jockey back in the day as well too when she came over for Ireland she was a race hand and ended up riding as well and she won and retired and then Huey used to follow her around the shops at Randwick until eventually sort of made her start dating him um I was like I point her out she was retired and then Gave up racing so that she could be with you. <laughs> oh, you can't say that, Renee. Well, no, that's it's, it's, uh, it's the, there's some wonderful stories and you could just go on and on and on mm. and on. Now, one of the great stories that's come for Huey Bowman is the fact that his 20 meeting suspension, he managed to get that overturned. Overturned. That was my So he did. So he did. Yeah, so he's, uh, he, he did come a, a, a 20, 20 meeting suspension. For his wow. race on fan, and now the stewards had three key reasons why they thought they could suspend him, why they thought his riding skill was inadequate. Um, the fact that they jumped in his, his sectionals was so quick, they thought he had here multiple opportunities to pull the horse up and slow it down and give it the correct ride that it needed. And they thought it was way too aggressive and, and somewhat, I think one of the comments was inexperienced way of riding, which multiple group one in superstar Jockey, jockey of the year, year yeah, after yeah, yeah. year. God knows how many times. Um, I remember walking Kokoda with Huey Bowman, Kathy O'Hara, Corey Brown and Stevie Basta. 
And do you know what? Jockeys are funny. They've got so much incredible banter. But Huey and Corey Brown, I said, you should have your own radio show. The shit that come out of their mouth at the times when you've been walking for 12 hours was absolutely phenomenal. And Corey just used to give him shit all the time. He says, anybody can ride Winks. It's a sit and stay job. You don't even have to do anything. You just sit on it and she does what she... He says, it's a bit more technical than that, Corey. He said, it fucking isn't, Hugh. It isn't. It isn't. And then Bastard's at the back and Bastard's like, no, it isn't. And then Kathy's went, I could ride it. So if you ever get a load of jockeys together and you can get them oiled or get them annoyed at each other, it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Well, it's small, it's small man syndrome, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. Small yeah. person syndrome. Yeah. But it, but it is wonderful that Huey's going to be back riding. Which means we will see him this weekend because this weekend we do have some absolutely incredible racing. We've got we've got the Group One Metro that our good friend Sonny Roth. Now I've told you about this horse more than once, Mugger Two. Mugger Two. I've tipped you Mugger Two once or twice before, and it's won every single time. Every time you say it, it reminds me of when Will Smith plays the evil character on um, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Fresh Prince Will Bella. Farrell. No, no, no. Sorry, it's, my uh, internet connection today is really bad. Will Farrell. Pay your bill, you tight cow. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Pay your bill. It's pay the bill, you tight cow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Zoolander. Yeah. Zoolander, yeah. What's Mugger the evil two. character he plays on? That's Mugger it. Two. That's him, yeah. Is it what's the two, horse? It? Yeah. Mugger two. Yeah. yeah. Mugger two. Yes. <laughs> Everyone who's in horse exactly racing has lost Hannah, all credibility with me right yeah. now. They're like, no shit, Renee. <laughs> Renee, I think exactly the same. I just see that, oh, mugger too. That's what I was just like. But obviously, maybe that's what they've named it after. I don't know. I just like went, I'm sure that's where I've heard the name before. Anyway, as you were, we should play ask on. I've got nowhere to go. I've got nowhere to go after that. I'm just going to say, Hannah, can we chop that bit out? Can we get an, an edit? Can we get rid of that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, yeah. it's, no, group one. Now, this is um, this is going to be a good group one race, I think, for Mugger 2. Uh, Sonny Roth, who's part owner of this, that owns Antler, a good friend of ours, also has Mustard G in the race. Now, Mugger 2 is currently favourite for the 2400 Group 1 Metropolitan. Uh, paying you $3.70. Has been as low as $3 already. Drifted back out to $3.70. I think the way this horse is absolute... <laughs> the way this horse is running is next level and... The jockey and trainer have both said that there's something really phenomenal about this horse because in all of his wins, as impressive as they've been, he's only ever done what he's needed to do. And we honestly believe there's a lot more to him than what he's shown us already. Um, So that's an enormous comment. So if you can get a horse that's running as well as it is, coming over the top of absolutely everything, still with a lot of improvement, paying you $3.70. The issue was potentially the weight carrying 57 kilos. I don't necessarily think that's going to be a problem for it. Mustard G, his other runner, is carrying 58, and that's paying $26 for the win. The only one I would say keep an eye out for the Metro is Shared Ambition. It's a Chris Waller horse paying $7, and it's giving, Mugger 2's giving it 3.5 kilos. That's only carrying 50. Who's Mugger 2 trained by? That's Chris Lees. Yeah, I thought so. Chris Lees, yeah. <laughs> you, you knew that, didn't you? Right across I it. did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why after the show. <laughs> oh, after the show? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Uh, all right. More, more information about Saturdays. We're going to group one Epsom. That's a 1600 meters uh, for a million dollars prize purse. Now, a lot of big talk about Colding after its impressive win last time out. Um, beat very elegant, which I was um, deeply upset about. Colding, however, has been sadly drawn the car park in this morning's barrier draws. It's drawn out in barrier uh, 20, carrying 56 Point five. Now, if you do remember, Colding won this race last year. It beat Tiago Shark in 2019. It's now carrying six kilos heavier this year than it did last year, as well as it being in barrier 20. And you would get $15 for the beautiful Colding. Now, the favorite, um, and for me, probably the pick of the race drawing barrier one is Star of the Seas, paying you six bucks. Aroonies. So, if you, want, if you want, you want to go to Smithy's sure thing, you're going to go Mugger 2 into Star of the Seas for Saturday. Okay. And if you, yeah. Now, if we've been talking a lot about the Brisbane sprint, uh, Rothfire. Now, he gained himself a place in the Everest $50 million race, which is next month. Unfortunately, he ran in the Golden Rose last week. Everybody backed him, thought it was an absolute sure thing, pulled up lame, and now just undergone surgery, the poor horse, and Ooh. won't race for another 12 months. So, he is out of the Everest. But this Saturday, lots of Group 1s, lots of Group 2s, phenomenal <coughs> weekend of racing. 
So I'll tell my missus and my kids, I will see you Sunday. <laughs> hey, Chris, <laughs> Maybe. Chris do you want to give, give us an update on uh, Nature Strip? Nature Strip, yeah. After after tossing James McDonald off in one of his first barrier trials, he's, he's jumped out again. This time, J-Max managed to stay on. Now, I, I, I'm a bit confused about Nature Strip. I'm not quite sure what, what's going on in this horse's head. Like We've seen it before. Chautauqua refused to come out of the barriers at some, some you know, various different trials, and, and, and that, in turn, finished it from racing. Now, Nature Strip is starting to play up a little bit in the stalls. It's starting to play up a little bit with the jockeys. I'm not quite sure where they're quite at with Nature Strip. Phenomenal talent. Love mm. to see it get back to peak condition. But yeah, just kind of cantered through. Did nothing special. Obviously, you know, when we saw Nature Strip race out last time, it's, it's sectionals and it's trial leading into that race was absolutely incredible. So everybody thought, again, sure thing. Once again, got rolled. Um, but yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. There's one or two issues with Nature Strip, so it would make me kind of sceptical about backing it again next time out, unless I see a significant improvement. Smithy, there's, the, there's a question that is on everyone's lists, lips that uh, listen to the, our podcast. Yeah. And I can see you settling in your seat right now, and there's a bit of banter between you and a, a fellow drinking buddy who both happened to buy shares in horses <coughs> whilst having drinks at the local pub. Yeah. There was a few cheeky bets that were put on. What everyone wants to know who listens to the Sport Project, who likes, subscribes, shares, follows us on Instagram, they want to know, did your horse get up or did you, mates? Blue fat tray. When? when? <laughs> which, which one? My yeah, horse. I was like, are both going? Is Clag getting a two for one? This is, um, this is quite good because my horse was due to run last week. And being the poncy little bastard that it is, actually <laughs> scraped its hind leg in the barriers, in the stables, not even running. Uh, so they had to scratch it from that race because he had a graze on, on, on the back of his leg. Yeah, That would real, never happen real. to you. You would never pull out for a graze, would you? Real. Or like a chipped nail or... Evidently, I've never pulled out of anything, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> Week is later. That's true. Uh, so, oh, well, that'll do me. That'll do me. Was, yeah, there, Hannah, there's your headline. Yeah. Um, so yeah, was 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 pulled out of that race. Pulled off. Pulled out. Whatever. Pulled out of that race. Scratch from that race. Was due to run again on Saturday. Drawn a bad barrier. Scratch from that race. Albuna will now run on Thursday at Wyong. Race. Ooh, Wyong. And if it does yeah. pull out of that one, Chris, then it's going to be down the local fair with the kids on its back because I don't yeah, think it's going to do much. Yeah. Yeah, currently, yeah, race four. Race four at Wyong. There you go. Odds are up. $4.80. <coughs> Number three, Oof, race two four. Too short. Too short. $4.80. I would like <laughs> to see a one in front him. of that four before you think about putting my money on it. Um, so, no, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be tipping you that. I, w- I would definitely be tipping you... Um, Mug or two into Star of the Seas. I think you would get a nice multi there of probably about $25. I know everyone was asking. So many people were tweeting us and they were writing all over our Instagram page, like, what happened? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, Cliffy's horse actually scratched from that race and ran in a a race later on that day and won. So his his horse did win, mine just didn't run. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. And so you still haven't technically faced off. So what happens to the bet? Is it put on hold or...? The, 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 bet, the bet's on hold, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, All right. I'm, I'm Will you face sure. off again and when? I hope so. I, I Actually, I don't hope so. Um, I, <laughs> the bet will be put on hold, but I'm sh- pretty okay. sure that the, the poxy amount that he was going to take from me would be kind of insignificant <laughs> based on what he collected from his horse winning. So, right. Yeah, he's, um, he, he's very happy. Let's just say that. Yeah, fair. Fair. <laughs> Um, boys, I, I like I. It was my only day off in a long time, and I was actually quite hungover, incapacitated on my lounge on Sunday. But there was a pretty big fight that we were talking about last week, and mm. it happened on the weekend, and it ended with probably one of the most disrespectful claims of a win in a little cheeky dry hump and some. Uh, we'll call it crumping, dancing, hip hop dancing at the end. Well. Mm. He danced on his grave, pretty much. <laughs> oh, pretty much, yeah. 
Israel did you, and Sana. Did you watch against, it, Carlo? Yeah, I did. Costa. Mate, Costa, Costa was not even at the races. He just, he got a jab in, and, and that's about as much as he got in. And um, Israel Adesanya just danced around him and just kept him at length and kicked, mm. just kept on doing the front kick into his into his body and his leg and then just finished him off in the second round. It it was such an anticlimax, really. I, I expected a lot more, and it just didn't feel like Costa. I don't know if he was ill, he was injured. Usually Costa takes up the ground and starts... He didn't call you and tell you? Well, he should do, the prick. <laughs> Carlo, Carlo did $3.75 on him no no I didn't I didn't I, I was going to but I didn't but um, yeah I was dead disappointed in Costa I, I thought he talked a really good game up and all his previous uh, bouts were, were cracking and then got to the main stage and the big dance and uh, the style mm. bender styled him out there's he, a, well the style bender bend him over pretty much literally yeah <laughs> well there's a yeah. there's a funny 20-minute interview post-fight where Israel Adesanya just opens up about everything that happened, where he honestly believed he had the fight won from and how he had the fight won and, you know, the things that go around in his head. And there was a lot of um, self-praise from the style bender, and very rightly so. You know, we love a fighter that's got an ego. We love a fighter with confidence and that's got the big balls, but we also love a fighter that can actually back it up. Love or hate Floyd Mayweather. He talked the shit, but he walked the walk. You, yeah. You've got to really appreciate that. Israel Adesanya does exactly the same thing. And he said to it, he, he said in this interview, he says, look, I had him. He says, I want to let him come out with all these memes. And I want him to believe that I can't grapple. And I want him to think that I'm just, and he throws, <sighs> at the way in, he throws a white belt at him to do all of this. But Israel Adesanya was as clinical, as impressive as anyone I've ever seen in the UFC. I think he was phenomenal. Paolo Costa knows because he's so unorthodox and so unpredictable, you can't just launch in at him. And if you look at the kind of fighters that Paolo Costa's done that too, there's not really much inside the top 15 in the UFC of that weight that, has, that he's actually been in the octagon with. So when you make a step like he did with Israel Adesanya, you've either got to fight the fight that you're really confident in or you're definitely going to get found out. And I think he got found out. And, and, and I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever going to want to launch a rematch clause because he just kind of knows. It is, because then, Bizarre. like Deontay Wilder with Tyson Fury, he's going to have to fly in. He's going to have to throw the big haymakers. And once again, he'll technically get found out by someone yeah. like Adesanya. I think he was just absolutely flawless. Did you see well, uh, Renee? No, I, I, well, I didn't because I was hung as bowls, oh, yeah, which yeah. I just spoke about. But <laughs> I literally went from my bed to the couch and then back again. And I just, yeah, there was absolutely no chance that. I was paying for it because I couldn't <clears throat> promise myself that I'd be awake for it. Um, but that's a good segue for a conversation that Smithy and I started having late last night. I sent him a, um, a tweet from Tyson Fury. Oh, no. Basically, Fury has just got like, you know, when you say poke the bear, he's out there with like, 10 like rods and just poking everyone and just absolutely spraying everyone. Uh, what was the one last time? I'm trying to find what I sent you. Here we go. Wilder looking in good shape. Thumbs up. Could do with a good cal- good challenge. Please bring your A plus game this time, my G at Bronze bon- <laughs> Bomber. And then puts up like an epic photo of Bro- like he's so he's it's it's such a like what would you call it passive? Is that is that passive aggressive or isn't it? Because it's still kind it's of just nice. Com- like hey, you're looking bizarre. great. I think you're ready it's, for a fight. It's a complete or, piss it's, take. It's, it's a complete. Yeah. <laughs> Piss take is the biggest, uh, like, I love him. I love him. slap in the face <laughs> you will ever, ever witness. But he didn't just finish there. It went to Anthony Joshua. Renee, you and I spoke about yeah. this again off, 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 off camera. Uh, Anthony Joshua's throwing uppercuts, then left hooks from absolutely back in the car park, and he's just launching <laughs> out big and heavy to, to nothing. And then Tyson Fury's come out again, and he's put a caption of Anthony Joshua throwing these big wild left hooks. And, and, and very good Tyson Fury's guy like this. Like, it, 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 honestly, it, it does. It looks like Dr. Evil from The Zoolander face. Like, yeah. Like, ooh, what the Seems power the of this of man. Show. It's the Zoolander yeah. face. And it's, and it's just ripped the piss out of him, but he didn't stop there either. Andy Ruiz, he's not <laughs> safe. You can be in Mexico in your training camp. You are not safe from Tyson Fury. He will find you and he will abuse you to a great level too. <laughs> What's the guy from Taken? Is it the guy from Taken? I I will find you and I will find your family. (laughs) 
<laughs> you name me a better fighter with that much trash talk. You're going to have to go uh, cross codes to UFC Muhammad and talk Ali. about. <laughs> uh, so you're going to have to cross codes and talk Conor McGregor when he was fighting. You're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it, I'm, I'm all I'm going all I'm going to say is nothing against Australians, but I'm just going to say it's probably the part of the world that they come from <laughs> that you're just born with this incredible just, banter. The Australians take it too, and no disrespect to some of our up and coming fighters that are amazing fighters. I just we instead of being our own characters, like Aussies are probably some of the best sledges you'll ever come across because they'll do it as if they're <laughs> your best mate, too. but they'll put you in your spot. But when it comes to Aussie boxers, they try and emulate the American boxers too much. And so they sledge for shit that is so irrelevant. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's, and you're just like, oh, come on. Like you sound like American. You yeah, don't need to sound like that. You've got your own personality. You've got your own set of balls. Have a crack. Like, Well, it's, it's pretty hard when everything that you watch on television is just tried and tested from the US or from the UK. Yeah. You never kind of, you never. That's even more of a reason to make yourself look completely different. Like, exactly. mind you, I didn't go and sledge in any of my fighting. That any, like, that's just not my persona. I don't sledge anyone except you three. No, um, but you don't have to if you don't Sash, It's not here. You don't have to if you don't want to. Like that's the yeah. whole point. If you don't want to do it and it's not your goal, then why do it? Yeah, mm. it should be your your own character that you're portraying. And uh, yeah, it's bizarre. It was, uh... Some of it, some of it's good and some of it's bad. But I think, listen, it's all going in the direction for this fury and uh, wilder fight. Mm. Again, I, I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be a, a cracker. Can we make a rule if the borders are open that all four of us will find a way to fly, even if we just go and hang out in Sasha's abode that he built and has never been out of sea because he can't get back down to see it. Why don't you fly down to Melbourne, do two weeks quarantine and we'll just go like to a pub that isn't open and watch it through the window. Yeah, Yeah, there's a... Perfect. I'm busy getting out. Sarah will love all of us being down in that house for two weeks. I'll just send it away with the girl. She'll be fine. Uh, the, 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 the thing is, like, AJ has even come out now and said he will give up the belt just to make this happen. He'll give up a belt just to fight him. So if AJ has, this is a quote from Eddie Hearns, if he has actually said that, then he's definitely serious about taking this fight. Tyson Fury is serious about taking this fight. They can't dodge it anymore. Um, they, you know, they, hmm. they, they still do have, they, they've got opponents that they've got to get past first. Pulev. For Joshua and Deontay Wilder again for Tyson Fury. So, yeah, but once them fights out of the way, what what stops them fighting each other? Nothing at all. Right. Nothing well, at all. Probably numbers. Them, probably numbers on a piece of paper and um, yeah, a set of balls. Well, if he's going to give a, if they're going to give belts up, then I'm sure that they can come to some agreement on on the numbers. You'd that, hope so. Well, everyone wants to see it. So if they don't put it on, well, you know, it's 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 sad by them. I I reckon Tyson Fury's not really asked about the money. To be totally honest, um, maybe if you saw, if you saw if you saw this footage of him quite recently, he's uh, the amount of money that is that he still has made, and he's made a significant amount of money. He's at the airport. This is how this is how true he is. He's sat at the airport with his dad, with his mates, <laughs> in a cafe, a good video. in the middle of the terminal, not in a lounge, not in a private area, not in a private jet. He's just sat, he probably flew economy as well. The type bastard. He's from yeah. the north of England. He was <laughs> quite a traveller. <laughs> And he's, and he's sat there and he's challenging his dad, his John Fiore, that he can't eat 10 Ferrero Rochers in under yeah, a minute. minute. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Which he did, he did it in 54 seconds. Sorry, what did you call them? A Ferrero what? A Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. What are they called? A Rocher. Oh, no, just your accent, it sounded a little bit weird. In it. From the way, from the way I spelled it to the way I spelt it to you are completely different. I didn't know how to spell it, but I know how to spell yeah. it. <laughs> That's play on. I thought you just said something completely different instead of Rocher. Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't even know you what You spoke fast. It's all right. Play on. Sorry. Don't let me get in the way of the story. Yeah, no. So that, anyway, that that, that's a terrible <laughs> but, but did you, did anybody see the fights over the weekend? The Charlo twins? No. J- Jamal, this, so this is the, Jamal Charlo. <coughs> there's, there's Jamal and Jamel. Okay. Really? Twins. Twins. Parents Jamal really stretched themselves with that twin Jamal, concoction, didn't they? <laughs> Jamal and Jamel. If you get the chance, okay. whack them into Google, have a look at them. Phenomenal, phenomenal fighters. Really, really technical, incredible explosive boxers. Both of them fought on the weekend. They won. There's your boxing wrap-up. Let's move on to the fact and the real reason why Sasha isn't here tonight. Because the Rooters oh, got 60 stuck up their ass. <laughs> That's why he's not here. That. <laughs> Neither did I until right now. 
that's the reason why he's not here. I was going to say, here's a picture of everyone just points to where the black box is in this room on this uh, video chat. Where's my, yeah, Chris, you just need to point to your right. You need to point to your right. No, 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 uh, the other other way. Carlo. Sorry, that's, you're pointing to your left right now. For, yeah, for me, that works. Shoulder. It's different. For me, that works. No, you need to go, okay, well, point to the opposite way. You're up and then go to a corner. Hit the top corner. Yeah. That way. And smile. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was a bit of uh, banter that was happening between you guys in terms of what was going to go on between South and Roosters. And, you know, Sash will say, and I really hope that we can put some of his footage in from last week. <laughs> I just want a good game. I want a good game of two halves and I want everyone to enjoy the football. Yeah. How did I go? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you well, did really well, actually. Yeah. What was your text messages? Oh, look, um, I've had a lot of unanswered one-way text messages on my part. How's the Roosters going? Yeah. Where are the Roosters? Have the Roosters played? Did they turn up? Where are they? Nothing. I got, I got nothing to reply. <laughs> he, um, and, then, and, and then he just says, sorry, bro, flat out at work. Hmm. Yeah. Are you really? Flat out work. What happened? Didn't see the game. <laughs> it's just it's just a lot of one way traffic. But I was And then, and then he dodges the show today. So sad. Yeah. I was I was honestly sat in such disbelief. I mean, as bad as the roosters were, the rabbits were super impressive. Really good. Super, yeah. super impressive. If there's ever a team that you want to see peak like that towards final time, then it's it. And then, of course, oh. you got the Roosters going off the back of that loss, which was an absolute ass-wiping, going into playing the Panthers this week. It's like, I don't think it's oh, going to yeah. get any better. Well, So, actually, there you go. You should have Mugatu into Star of the Seas, into <laughs> Penrith by 13+. plus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Into Storm winning. Oh, man. I'm just... Carry on without me. I'm going to get this multi up and I'm just going to see exactly what it would pay. I actually don't think the Roosters will play that badly again, to be totally honest. I think uh, I think I think Souths were just outstanding you know, uh, on the day and uh, I think everything they did was uh, came off. I thought Corey Norman was just outstanding. Uh, Alex Johnson scoring five tries. You don't get you don't get much better than that. I don't think. Uh, but I just don't think the Roosters can be that bad. And again, if they always say if you're going to have a loss, it's better before the finals because it gives you a bit of a whip and uh, a, a, a touch of reality. So um, you know, I I think I think well, the that's what the South got the week before against the doggies. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah, they've gone from the doggies to that performance. <laughs> it's bizarre, really. But this yeah. year is bizarre. So what can what can you say? I'm I'm nearly there. Carry on without me. <laughs> He's, well, while he's doing that, uh, some exciting stuff that's happening as well too. On Saturday, we kick off the Women's Rugby League tournament as well. Roosters and the Dragons are kicking off, which these two teams are absolutely chock a block full of Australian stars. So a lot of the Gillaroos are well within these ranks. But of note, it is a lot of pressure on. We've pinched a lot of girls from the Aussie Sevens, including Charlotte Caslick, which we spoke about last week. She's been on the yeah. show before in previous years and, and she's an amazing weapon in the Sevens team. But just seeing uh, how these girls sort of change their game, they, they've never played rugby league before, but they've got the speed, they've got the bravado, they'll, they'll, they'll cut holes, their ball playing is amazing. Uh, the defence is like, so when you say like these are sevens girls, they will fold you like a deck chair. They're amazing. Elliot Green is also playing. She's uh, she's going to be uh, donning, I think, the Warriors jersey on the Warriors weekend as well. Yeah. So the girls just played in a couple of local games on the weekend, but it's going to be a huge game. And one of our favourites on our show as well in Kezi Apps, she's going to be up against her and Jess Sergis, who is also known as the Winks of Women's Rugby League as well. So she's going to have a work Oof. cut out for her boys. The winks of women's rugby league. Yeah. Have you never seen any shorts of Jessica Sergis playing footy? No, as soon as I get off this podcast She's with quick. you, I'm, no. like, I'm She's uh, quick, still mate. trying to do my multi. So if you I, I've just done my multi, all actually. Right. It will well, pay all right, you. the multi's in. All right. Mugger 2 into Star of the Seas. Penrith 13 plus. Melbourne Storm 13 plus. We'll pay you $106. $106, that's what you'll win. Or no, no, no. That's what, if, if you put a dollar on, that's what you will win. Right. It was, it was a total stake of $106. There you go. Look, Good on you, mate. Um, thanks for ruining my... You literally <laughs> cut my story about what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you just talk whatever you want. Don't, don't you worry. 
Brilliant, brilliant. But yeah, the Women's Rugby League, I, I'm glad it's on. I can't wait for it. It's going to be cracking. And uh, yeah, Charlotte Catholic's going to be a, a star. Um, do you know what? It's going to, there's a lot of um, anticipations to see how she handles the coming from the Rugby Union and the Sevens, even though she did play, I think she did, she did say she's played Rugby League before. Back in the day, um, okay. So I, I don't know whether I don't know whether she'll get a handle on it, but you know the, the standard of, of the girls' rugby league it keeps on improving every year in year out. So it's going to be exciting, and uh, it'll be on TV. So make sure you yeah. Watch well, it. I think I think the most exciting thing out of it the last couple of years watching the girls' ball playing skills, uh, their defense. It's like watching a fast game of rugby league back in the day. They're very technical. That their lines are very like it's not. It's not a bullshit game of rugby league where there's no. a lot of wrestle. There's a lot of movement yeah, in the ball. It's, it's, it's actually really amazing to watch. And for those, uh, anyone who hasn't seen a game of it yet, uh, Saturday's <sighs> game is going to be the one to absolutely kick you off. That's happening at 11.30am. So if you are not got anything on, please tune in. It's on the NRL app as well too, but it's just, I, I cannot implore the fact that this game is going to be an amazing, incredible thing. Yeah, the, the women's cricket has been kicking off and been um, incredibly well well documented, hasn't it? Must have been going yeah. some great guns. Is that you it? don't know? Okay. Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. You want to bring it up? Women in sports. I did see some. I am all for women in sport, but I'm, I, you know, I get a little bit of PTSD when it comes to cricket, so I, I don't watch a lot of it. <laughs> PTSD. Yeah, just forget it's there. It was, it was, on, it was on, on Saturday the same time that Randwick and Flemington was running. So I well, that explains it. Because yeah, I, I was at Rose Hill. I watched it. Nah, Carlo, what'd you do? Yeah, brilliant. No excuse. <sighs> I was playing uh, for the Port Kemble Pumas. Don't know if you. Uh... Oh, you did. You did want to mention that. I saw they, they oh. made a beautiful little Instagram post. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all we got what time for. That's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, I'm funny. I'm very happy that you asked, but uh, this year it was a bit of a milestone. No one moment. asked. No one. Absolutely no one asked. Um, fortunate for me, uh, I've been playing football or soccer for a Port Kembla Pumas uh, in here around the Wollongong area in the south coast. Football and yeah, I've played in all four senior teams uh, in the same season, which hasn't been done by any player for the club in the last twenty-five years. So, yeah, played first grade on the weekend. Uh, very did you go, mate? It was quick. It was quick. It's a good standard. <laughs> and uh, no, it was just a pleasure to play with the lads. I think he wanted, uh, I think the coach Adrian Adrian wanted That's, to that, that, don't don't rest dance around the question. Don't dance around the question with how privileged you were to play with the boys. We've heard that from you before, Carlo. <laughs> how did you go? Yeah, all right, all right. But you got to remember, I played three games I, no, this weekend. You, so you've, you've I'm just that, saying that. the question. You've asked that. Don't the question. Yeah, I played all right. Excuse. I played all right. Well, if any of the listeners, well, I would, I will, I don't blow my own trumpet, but I was good. Um, <laughs> you literally tagged us on Port Kembla and went, we're going to talk about this on the week on Tuesday night. Uh, I believe that's what I just want to talk about the scene. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, yeah, I played on Friday for the 35s and I played on Saturday for the 45s and then I followed, followed on and played for the first team on Saturday. So I played three games in two days, <laughs> which has uh, been pretty good, really, uh, for my old 43-year-old body. So how did you go? Yeah, all right. <laughs> like a big fat yam mulber. I'm not joking. I've got the turning circle of a ship. Every time I turn, I have to go. I've, I've seen a milk turn quicker than you, Carlo. Honestly, mate, it was uh, it was a great experience, though, and, and I got a well-run club. And in this COVID period, you know, it hats off to all the community volunteers out there. They do a great job. Are you still talking about soccer? Well, we're no, still just we're talking still about how it went. <laughs> I, I asked Listen, him how you went. Did he give a shout out to community supporters? <laughs> All I'm going to say oh, yeah. is I'll let the listeners comment on that. Um, oh, is know, it on YouTube? No, it won't be on YouTube. Well, how can they comment then? Because they'll listen to the show and they can comment against it. But what, on how you went? All right. I don't think I'll, well, let's put it this way. I don't think I'll get a start in the first team this week. <laughs> but you went all right. <laughs> I went all right. I was all right. <laughs> hey, mate, it was seriously quick though. Like um, playing at that higher level. Wow. <laughs> it was it was good though. A good team. They're a good team. It's fun. Was it? Was it? Just, hey, should we get back to rugby league? And I think we've just wrapped the show up. Haven't we? <laughs> no, this is uh, too fun. no, no, no. We haven't even it's talked just, about just, the NRL at the moment. 
Let's talk more about all the soccer you play. Haven't we? <laughs> no. I spoke about that. Um, but plenty more. Oh, can I just add? Uh, one there is the- one thing I, want, I, do, I do want to talk about, though, Renee. I don't know if you've seen it, the Broncos game. They got beat 32-16 off the Cowboys. And after the game, there was a baby reveal. Wow. Oh, a bit of, I, just a want, reveal. I just want to get your comments. Yeah, a, a gender a baby, reveal. A baby review. A baby. Yeah. You, so you reviewed a baby. It's a baby reveal. You nutter. You said review. I said reveal. <laughs> gender reveal. A gender reveal. Yeah, but after the game, Darius Boyd and oh mate, it was cringeworthy. I, 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 did they realise that they have won the wooden spoon after thirty-two years, and they're more concerned about doing? Do you know how shit reveal? it is to win a wooden spoon? Sometimes you just kind of want a bit of joy in your life. The only thing exactly. I thought was weird was where was his yeah. missus. <laughs> Oh, was he going to ring her later on and go, by the way, I just kicked a ball and it exploded pink. So, yeah, we're having a go. Too soon, well, that. For, too funny, soon. funny should say that because um, with, with our kids, I wanted to do one of them cheesy gender reveals and Sarah just shut me down straight Did you? Away, so, yeah. I, I was, See, you wanted like to do Sarah. a cheesy gender reveal. That's yeah, why I like Sarah. She's that's, well better than you. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah just, just went up another 10 bags. Sarah just went like, nah, I'm not doing it. What did you want to do? What was your idea of a gender reveal? I wasn't quite sure. I, I, I'd, um, it wasn't going to be something like real corny, like cut the cake and it's going to be pink or blue. Or It might have been whack So you wanted to go left of field? Or, 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 but yeah, it was going to be somewhat stupid. But yeah. anyway, it, it will never what though? Give us an insight into your brain. Where would you have gone with it? Like what, what was your rough I, ballpark? I didn't Not Bronco quite, Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't quite have anything in mind. I just thought I wanted to do a gender reveal. Um, okay. and maybe whacking a golf ball and it coming out. Do you know when you shoot? You've seen the people yeah, twist okay. like the fire, but so many people get shot in the nuts with that. So I said, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you with you, the wouldn't pop or... you. Might yeah. turn down the uh, the population. Yeah. Well, we sleep in separate bedrooms now in, in quarantine, just so nothing happens. <laughs> oh, because I pissed her off. I'm not quite You're sure. Like, there's been enough. I love the fact that you looked over your shoulder just to make sure she wasn't there with a the knife. She uh, fucking well appears done, like a ninja, mate. She appears like a ninja. I don't know. She might be under the table. She's normally walking around with a bowl of cereal because you haven't obviously cooked her enough dinner. So she's the cook. Get in there, woman. Yeah. So that's it. The Broncos. It just it, it spammed me out. That hey, but it looks like Kevin Walters is going to be appointed on a two-year deal. Yeah, I wanted to throw this back at you guys. What are your thoughts on if he's been signed for the Broncos? It's obviously an absolute clusterfuck up there. That's that's the best way to talk about it and and say it. Um, He's about to be origin coach as well too, which is happening in November. I don't know when the boys are meant to be coming back from to start their pre-season. I can't imagine... It's going to be November. Um, Gus Gord, I think, made some comments last night on the um, Fox Footy show that it w- we're probably looking more at January. Yeah, but still, January. do you think he should be taking on the reins? Because obviously he's got to go in there with a big broom and bucket and God knows, like some WD-40, some Glen 20. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of shit to do. Do you think he should be coaching Origin? Should he be stepping back from his Origin role, letting someone else come in and step in this late in the game? What, where do you stand? Well, the mail um, is the mail is that Paul Green, smell my finger, Malmaninga, and um, Wayne Bennett have all been put forward for it. I don't think he will. The Queens are so all he, coaches he, a group, or no, no, no. I think what will happen is if he gets placed bad? as coach, <laughs> the Queensland Rugby League are gonna uh, are gonna say you can't do both. And I think Ooh. these uh, apparently there's a three way. Shouldn't say that. There's three coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Should not say that. This is what happens when we start drinking on a show. Yeah, yeah. There's the, 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 three coaches who are, who have put the name forward. Uh, so Malmeninga, which I, I can't understand if he's the Australian coach. That's a conflict of interest. So I think he's out. Uh, but Paul Green and Wayne Bennett. Uh, Paul Green hasn't got a, an appointment for next year. So, you know, I think that's I was going to say, I understand coaches that don't have appointments. Obviously, Bennett is still tied in with South and uh, yeah. South people, I'm pretty sure, are pretty keen to keep him there. Yeah, well, I, I think he'd do a dual role, but at his age, well, what's the point in doing that? He concentrates on the on, on oh, the, the it's coming from you, he's just played four grades of soccer and no one said at his age he probably shouldn't be playing. So. Well, everyone says it to me all the time. <laughs> do you know what I do, though? I ignore the status quo, Renee. Exactly. What do you reckon Wayne Bennett's going to do? Two fingers up, middle of the air, eat it. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. think Paul Green's <laughs> a front runner, uh, to be honest. I saw him crack a smile on the weekend, though, Wayne Bennett. On more than one occasion, I thought that was quite refreshing. He is actually to a very smiley human. He just doesn't yeah, like doing is, it in front yeah. of people dry, that have funny. cameras. He is quite funny. Yeah. But he won't if he goes way. to the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> 
He won't be going there. He will not be going there anytime What are your thoughts about Bellamy going up and taking over in 2022? Because that's the other chat that's been happening. Yes, but that's as director of football. Uh, Apparently he's been offered Mm. a 10-year deal, uh, but he's keeping stum on it. I think he wants to meet with the the Storm chairman and have a real good chat about that. But, you know, I, I think as a director of football doing three day a week, um, my my thoughts on that is can Craig Bellamy just go into a football environment and do three days a week mm, I don't know mm. I don't know so yeah. listen I think he'd be a great addition to any club especially the Broncos directing all the contracts making sure he does all the, the development all the recruitment I think that could be very good but uh, I, 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 for some reason I'm just not feeling it well uh, I think we'll leave it on that note is, is everyone happy with that Smithy you don't have any more Maltese that you want to throw in and interject about before we finish not really no <laughs> No, no, I've, um, no, no, no. I can text you a few. I just don't want to give Carlo any more airtime, really. Yeah, look, just, just text it straight to me, babe. We'll, we'll stick I'll, together. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dick face over. He's got no oh, can, I just boys, say one thing. Thank you so much. Oh, sorry, go. Sorry, Carlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Kemble Pumas are playing uh, this week at uh, uh, King George Oval. Paul Kemble, get yourself down there. Fight fives. One o'clock on Saturday. Get oh, there. How cute. Fun. And uh, while you're doing that, while you're heading down to watch them on Saturday, may as well just jump on to thesportproject.net and you can check out how to like and subscribe and share us on every single podcast platform available. Plus, you can also join our mailing list as well too, which will tell us all the hot news that's coming out because we're going to start bringing some guests back on the show now that we've worked out some technical issues on how to sort of chew them in during the show. So thank you very much. Smithy and Carlo, Sasha, a big hello to you sitting there, probably knocking back a few schooners in a pub up in Queensland somewhere. Lads, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>